Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, your host, Jamie Wright. Happy New Year. We are here to do yet another weekly astrology forecast. This one's for the week of January 8th through the 14th. If you're enjoying Good Fortune, as always, I encourage you to give a rating um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, or write a review on Apple, or send me a DM, or share the podcast in your stories, send it to a friend. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd lo- I love hearing about how you incorporate the pod into your routines. Um, <clears throat> and as always, um, yeah, just, just let me know what you're thinking. <laughs> um, I am just going to dive right into the forecast today. I feel like I'm a little rusty. It's been a few weeks since I've recorded one of these. I'm recording this on... Friday, January 5th in the early evening. Um, This morning, January 5th, the moon was in Scorpio and the moon was enclosed by malefics, aka stuck between Mars and Saturn. The moon made an aspect to Mars this morning and then made an aspect to Saturn at around 2 or 2.30 in the afternoon. And just the whole day, like, you know, the ancients talk about planets being enclosed by malefics. And, you know, sometimes you really have to feel what that means. And it's not that I was having the worst day ever, but it was just there was a real lack (laughs) of joy. There was a real lack of uh, things to look forward to. There was, you know, I feel like that Mars-Saturn enclosure probably pushed me to get some work done that I needed to get done, even though I was really exhausted. But the vibes were definitely off. Um, And that's all to say that, (laughs) one, astrology works. And two, you know, sometimes it really is just these... uh, filters that we feel in this certain quality of time or this certain moment that really makes the meaning of these certain aspects and transits really clear. Um, but yeah, that's all to say that I was exhausted this morning. I was tired and it's now the early evening and I feel like I'm finally getting in my groove just as the day is coming to an end and as the sky has been very dark here in New York for at least an hour now. Um, But anyway, to dive right into this forecast, Monday, January 8th, um, we begin this week. The moon is in her balsamic phase. She hits the balsamic phase on Sunday the 7th. Um, when this episode is coming out. So we are in this waning phase of the moon. We're in the very dark phase. You know, it's a time of shedding. It's a time of letting go. It's a time when you are best served, you know, tidying up around the house, finishing projects. This isn't the time to be starting anything new. That all being said, um, I've written about this. I've talked about this on the pod. Like, 
this January definitely has the most, you know, back to school, back to life, back to business energy that we've had in years as far as, you know, the astrology goes. But still, we are starting January in the waning phase of the moon, which to me is just kind of screaming like there are things that need to be settled and closed out before the new thing begins. And sometimes that's literally finishing a project. It's closing out your budgets from 2023. It's getting back to some last emails. Other times, I think it's like almost like finally working up the courage or the energy or the gumption or just the thought process to like put something out there, but not put something out there. That's just a totally new idea, a seedling. It's like something you've been sitting on for a really long time. You know, something that has almost already lived a life, but just needs to be welcomed into the world and given space. Um, And I do think the balsamic moon is a good time to kind of like have those kind of births, you know, birth the adult child, (laughs) birth the, uh, you know, elderly sage, you know, it's not the time to birth a baby, if you will, though I, babies are born at the balsamic moon. I was anyway, (laughs) we're in the balsamic moon to start the week and the moon is in Sagittarius and at 1:44 PM Eastern on Monday, the moon conjoins Venus. Um, so this is the exact opposite vibe of what I was talking was going on this morning that when I was re- getting ready to record this, um, the moon conjunct Venus, that's, you know, bright, comforting, lovely. It's Venus and the moon in Sagittarius. There's something flirty, adventurous. There's a little bit of a freewheeling wild card here. Um, and that's the only lunar aspect of the day. The moon is then going to sort of spend the rest of the evening and into Tuesday forming a square with Neptune. So that's really amping up this kind of hazy, romantic, creative, inspired energy. Um, And also on Monday the 8th, we have Mercury square Neptune. And if you've been following along, (laughs) this is a familiar aspect. Um, Mercury was retrograde in December and Mercury was first in Capricorn where Mercury was, was being much more productive and, you know, making connections and trying to get us to see the big picture and make these plans, set these goals Then Mercury went back into Sagittarius and sort of like all the chaos broke loose, or at least, you know, the chaos that had already been unleashed. We had to really start trying to like figure out what the system and order was for that, you know, try to contain things that are more challenging to contain. And Mercury square Neptune, we've had this aspect twice before. We had it first on November 27th, the same day as the full moon in Gemini. There was some real chaos energy then. And then we had it again while Mercury was retrograde on December 27th. Um, and this is the third and final hit. And as you've heard me talk about before, you know, Mercury square Neptune, it's beautiful for creativity. It's beautiful for imagination, inspiration. 
it's not good for nailing down details. Um, there are a lot of miscommunications. There is like the facts are not clear. Um, miscommunication is is very possible. It's very like someone might tell you something and then next week you're gonna find out that they were completely mistaken <laughs> or that was totally wrong or it was just a fantasy or a tall tale or a lie. Um, but this transit along with like the moon conjoining Venus and then the moon moving towards Neptune, it just makes Monday the 8th kind of a a very sort of, I think overall actually a very romantic and creative and inspired day. Just maybe not the best day to get like detail work done, bureaucracy work done, admin work done. It's, as I said, it's not the day to hammer down details, but it is, There's something really sweet about this day, something very romantic. Um, So yeah, there might, you know, Mercury Square Neptune can be a love song (laughs) if you play it correctly. So lean into that on Monday the 8th. Um, Tuesday the 9th, again, we're starting this day in that kind of spacey, romantic void, like... You know, if you go out on Monday and meet someone, you go on a hot date, you have a romantic night. Um, Tuesday the 9th is kind of waking up in a little bit of like a love haze, a love hangover, a creativity hangover. 12.27 p.m., we have the moon square Neptune. And then 1.24 p.m., we have the moon conjunct Mercury, which that's going to change the color of the feeling a little bit because the moon conjunct Mercury is like too many thoughts too many ideas, overthinking. In Sagittarius, there's maybe blurting something out. There's speaking out of turn. But I kind of see that aspect at 1.24 p.m. on Tuesday as like you've been in this romantic creative haze and then all of a sudden your brain starts going into overdrive about all the stuff you have to do in the afternoon. But right after Mercury, or sorry, the moon hits Mercury on Tuesday afternoon, the moon then goes void for seven hours and nine minutes. So again, it's not going to be the most productive day. It's going to be spacey. It's going to be sleepy. The moon's in her balsamic phase. It really is the time to just close things out. You know, I would give myself a project for that Tuesday day into the afternoon of like, cleaning something, filing something away, um, going through clothes and seeing what you want to donate. Like there's just this sense, like do something maybe more creative that's organizational, but there's just this sense of like, uh, your brain isn't working to start something in any sense of the word. Um, but what's also interesting on Tuesday is that at 7.07 p.m., we have the sun trine Uranus. Um, and this is the sun, our ego, our life force connecting with Uranus, innovation, revolution, change. Um, there's a real kind of forward thinking, inventive kind of sense that comes here. And this aspect is going to be in play all week. It's going to be in play with the new moon that's coming this week. There's this real kind of forward thinking energy. Um, And this, it feels like kind of these like bursts of inspiration (laughs) 
that are almost coming like right as you're dozing off to sleep. Um, that evening as well at 8.33 p.m. Eastern, the moon finally leaves the void and enters um, Capricorn. And then at 9.39 p.m., we have Mars sextile Saturn, which talk about an aspect of productivity. Like Mars and Saturn working together in a sextile is very, um, like sometimes Mars and Saturn meeting up is chaos or it's roadblocks, it's tension. This is more like Mars and Saturn are like egging each other on and supporting each other to like really work through something quickly. Um, it's just interesting, like the moon going into Capricorn and then this Mars sextile Saturn and this sun trying Uranus that are all happening in the evening on Tuesday. It's like, you've had this sleepy, spacey, like romantic hangover day. And then all of a sudden at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you like want to go into like full productivity mode. Um, Honestly, that might really be when you start, like, you've been sort of lazily cleaning out the closet all day, and then in the evening, you're like, I'm actually going to get all this done, (laughs) or like, I'm going to go work out at 10 p.m., or I'm going to, like, take a shower and do my skincare in, like, a really intense way, or like, I'm finally going to start the journaling habit that I wanted to get into for this year, or, you know it's maybe a day where you work for yourself or you don't work for yourself and you just didn't get any work done all day, but you're on a deadline and you start doing all of it at seven (laughs) o'clock. Um, there's a lot of different ways that this might play out, but I would say like if during the day on Tuesday, you're feeling lazy and slow, like don't beat yourself up. There will be more productive energy and that's going to be more in play on Wednesday as well. But Tuesday night might be one where you're burning the midnight oil, as they say. Um, And then we go into a Wednesday, the 10th and the overnight moon aspects on the East coast are very interesting. So we have the moon that's just moved into Capricorn. And at 3:28 AM, we have the moon sextile Saturn at 3:45 AM. We have the moon conjunct Mars And at 6.14 a.m., we have the moon trine Jupiter. So again, (laughs) this just feels like, it definitely feels like pulling an all-nighter, working hard kind of energy. Um, If you're slipping through this, blessings. Like, there's no need to stay up for it. (laughs) Um, But there's just this very productive energy in these overnight transits. And perhaps if you're, over in Europe, and this is in the morning for you, this is going to be like a lot of getting work done energy. Um, Then, you know, that day we have at 8.43 p.m. on Wednesday, we have the sun squaring the nodes. So the sun is on what we call the bendings of the north and the south node, these points that bring eclipses, these points that stir up fate, Um, And this, again, this aspect is going to be in play for the new moon in Capricorn, which is coming on Thursday. Um, But yeah, the sun connecting with these nodes, it's bringing up this, this eclipse story that's been going on for us. It's bringing up, you know, think back to what was going on in October of 2023. 
um, especially around mid-October, on October 14th, when we had our first eclipse in Libra, there was some kind of shedding going on, some kind of letting go, you know, especially relational, especially having to do with material objects. Um, And in counterbalancing that, there was perhaps also this vibe of really wanting to assert oneself, assert your identity, you know, take up more space while also like creating more space for the right relationships or the right material things. And the sun at this new moon that we're having this week is going to be right on the bendings is really going to be activating this eclipse point. And it's really going to bring us back into that story of especially whatever was going on in mid-October, um, especially around letting something go. And this is going to connect again when the eclipses come back in late March and early April. But there's something that's coming up this week that's both going to like harken back to October and also give us a preview for April. Um, So the sun's going the nodes. There's something a little heavy about that for sure. Um, But there's also something resolute and there's a kind of knowing that comes with these nodal connections. Um, And then at 1027 p.m. on Wednesday, we have the moon square Chiron. So this is putting us a little bit in our feels (laughs) to end the day. Um, After there was kind of this burst of energy that maybe started Tuesday night and propelled us through Wednesday... This moon square Chiron is sort of bringing us, bringing our attention to the things we might have to grieve, the things we feel like we've lost. Um, And the moon is now at the darkest, darkest part of her cycle Um, because going into Thursday the 11th, the moon is still in Capricorn. At 4.26 a.m., the moon trines Uranus. At 6.06 a.m., the moon squares the nodes, um, bringing up both this faded energy and this innovative energy, this inspiring energy that we've been contending with all week. And then at 6.57 a.m. on Thursday the 11th, we have the new moon at 20 degrees of Capricorn. And 20 degrees of Capricorn falls in the third decan of Capricorn, Capricorn 3. Um, That... Deccan is associated with the tarot card, the Four of Pentacles, um, which in the Rider Waite deck, um, it it depicts like this man, I think it's like a king or a court figure, and he's like holding on to these four coins. Um, It's a card that sometimes I think gets associated with hoarding wealth or hoarding power. Um, And this is the part of Capricorn that is associated with kings, You know, the first part of Capricorn is more about the land, if you will. The second part of Capricorn is more about sort of the physical structures. It's the stone castle. It's the kingdom. But the third part of Capricorn is the king himself or the queen herself. It's it's sort of the person. It's the solar figure. Um, This part of Capricorn is also... This Deccan is ruled by the sun. Um, So there's this real kind of sovereign energy here. 
Um, and this new moon in Capricorn is really where like the year begins. You know, we started this year in this waning moon phase. And now that we're at the new moon, it's like, okay, we're maybe we're finally done letting go. And maybe that last thing we had to let go that maybe came up around Wednesday, <laughs> um, around, you know, the sun being on the nodes, Maybe that was a little harsh, a little bit intense to let go of, but now we're finally ready to release it. And with this new moon, you know, this is where it's like, okay, things are really, you know, building from here. Momentum is happening and momentum is going to be building for the rest of January from here. Um, but yeah, this new moon is definitely about claiming power, finding power, it's definitely about with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I think there's going to be a real, not just in our personal lives, but in the collective, in culture, in politics, like people are really going to be noticing, commenting, feeling into the ways that people hoard power. People are going to be talking about abuses of power. People are going to be talking about corruption. Um, there might be, there's just going to be a lot of realizations. I think there could be things like resignations. There could be things like people doubling down on their power. Um, this is a part of the Zodiac that experiences very high highs and very low lows. But on a personal level, um, I think it is about sort of claiming one's own power and sort of really taking on the responsibilities that we're ready to shoulder for the year. Um, and along with this new moon at 9.36 a.m. on Thursday, just a few hours after the new moon, we have Venus trine Chiron. So we have another step in this like emotional healing journey. <laughs> um, and this Venus trying Chiron really connects back to the Venus retrograde that we had in the summer of 2023, because that whole retrograde Venus was also trying Chiron. Um, back then Venus was in Leo. Now Venus is in Sagittarius. Chiron is in Aries. There's something about the fiery parts of ourselves that's being healed with this. Um, and the last time we had a Venus Chiron aspect was on November 23rd. So this is the first time since then. There are a couple things that harken back to that point in late November, um, that point around American Thanksgiving, um, both like with the Mer with Mercury and with Venus. Um, so that, that late November of 2023 might be an interesting time to look back on both in like what you're thinking about and also what you're feeling and how that same stuff might still be coming up for you. Um, but yeah, there's something, as I said, like healing, forgiving, there might be some grief, um, but that grief is also coming with this like real feeling of just like having to take responsibility. Um, the rest of the afternoon, the moon connects with Neptune at 2.19 p.m. on Thursday and then spends the rest of the afternoon and evening forming a conjunction with Pluto. So talk about power. <laughs> talk about decay. 
Um, and Pluto is at the very, very final degrees of Capricorn. Next week, Pluto is going to go into Aquarius. So we're in the like last dregs of this transit that has been going on since 2008. And there's something about this new moon and this like birthing process that we're going through this week. You know, as I said, this birthing of the adult child that's really birthing like the version of us who's like been through this Pluto and Capricorn chapter for the last 15, 16 years, um, wherever Pluto is in our chart. Um, there's something about this week where it's like, we're really almost seeing these last 15 years in this kaleidoscopic way, um, and all the difficulty and all the growth and all the things we've won and all the things we've lost. Um, and the, and Thursday in many ways is like putting a button on that. Um, and after the moon connects with Pluto at 9.33 PM, the moon then goes void only for 28 minutes <laughs> and then enters Aquarius at 10.01 PM on Thursday, which then takes us into Friday, Venus day. Um, and this day I love, I love an Aquarius moon always. Um, but I especially like these Aquarius moons now, right now, because right now, once the moon goes into Aquarius, the first aspect she's making is to Jupiter. So the moon is going to connect with Jupiter at 7.28 AM on Friday and then spend all day on Friday forming a sextile to Venus. So the moon is going to be enclosed by the benefic. She's going to be in a really happy place. Um, and also on Friday, the, the 12th at 5:41 AM, we have Mars trine Jupiter, which after that new moon on Thursday, Mars trine Jupiter is like enthusiastically starting something enthusiastically like, creating something, making something. I think of Mars, Jupiter in a trine as like these big brush strokes. You know, these planets are dancing together. <laughs> They're moving together. They're in a kind of unison feeding into each other. And with Mars and Capricorn and Jupiter and Taurus, there's like, it's like we're taking these big brush strokes of building a foundation. Um, and this happening as the moon is enclosed by benefics it's like yeah after we just went through this birthing process of kind of like purging and letting it all out and also maturing and growing and sort of like presenting the thesis statement of like who we are after these years of struggle with Pluto and Capricorn this first day after that new moon just feels so like and now I'm so excited for the first day of the rest of my life <laughs> And the first day of the future, um, there's a real excitement about it. Um, and the only thing I warn about with Mars trying Jupiter is that you can almost push too hard. You can almost do too much. You can wear yourself down. Um, everyone's going to laugh when I make this reference, but I was watching an old episode of Survivor today. <laughs> Survivor Nicaragua. 
And in episode one, they divide the tribes into um, players who are under 30 and players who are over 40. And so the over 40 group, it's like everyone is at least 40, but there are people on this in this tribe who are 60 plus. And one of them is um, famous football coach, NFL coach, Jimmy Johnson, who's like in his mid to late 60s at the time. And he's like so gung ho. I mean, he's like a Super Bowl winning football coach. He's really good at like leading people. But they get back to the camp and he's just like, you know, he's a 65 year old man and he's running around grabbing all this bamboo, grabbing stuff, all the trees. He's like directing everyone else. And then it cuts to a scene where he's like dry heaving. And then it cuts to him giving a confessional, like lying on his back in the shelter going, I went too hard. I was, I just wanted to help out. Everyone was so excited to get back to camp and build the shelter. And I just wore myself down and (laughs) with this Mars trine Jupiter, you can get yourself into that kind of situation. Like you can go too hard trying to do something good for yourself, trying to build a shelter, trying to make a foundation. Um, So that's to say, I think the vibes are going to be high. Things are going to feel good on Friday the 12th. But remember, like, it's just the first day of the rest of your life. And there's still so much longer to go. Like, you don't have to do it all at once. Um, Moving into Saturday the 13th. So at 2.31 a.m., we have Venus sextile, or sorry, moon sextile Venus. And then at 4.38 a.m., we have the moon square Uranus, which is a little bit of a wild card. It's a little bit of a bump in the night. Um, a little, maybe a little shock, maybe like waking up from your sleep. Maybe it's just a funny dream, depending where you are. You know, if you're in Europe and that's the morning for you, it's bumping into someone at the coffee shop, an unexpected message. Um, but after the moon squares Uranus, after this very exciting first day of the rest of our life, the moon then goes void for 17 hours and 31 minutes. So for the entire day of Saturday the 13th, which is kind of leaning into this, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson story I'm telling you of like, yeah, on Friday you're going to go hard and on Saturday you're going to be exhausted. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad kind of exhaustion. It's just the exhaustion that comes after you put in an intense day of work. Um, So yeah, the moon is void all day. And then at 9.49 p.m., Mercury enters Cap... Yeah, Mercury enters Capricorn. So we're finally coming all the way back around to Mercury and Capricorn. (laughs) Mercury last entered Capricorn back on December 2nd, sometime in the first week of December. So we're sort of hearkening back to then and we're finally out of this Mercury and Sag that was being a little chaotic and making us sort of, you know, really try to tame some dragons and tame some thoughts and sort of rein in some big ideas. We're now back to thinking and speaking and communicating in a very pragmatic, systematic, ordered way while still being a dreamer, um, while still being a visionary, but There's just a little bit more earth and substance behind it. Um, And so that shift, I think we're going to start noticeably feeling, especially next week. 
um, when Mercury is also making connections with Saturn and Jupiter. But for now, we're like, our mind is going to a much more Saturnian pragmatic place. Um, then at 10.29 p.m. on Saturday, we have the moon enter Pisces. So the long void is finally over. And immediately the moon forms a sextile to Mercury. Um, and that, I think, is going to like stir our minds a little. <laughs> um, there might be a little bit of a second wind that comes late night on Saturday, but it doesn't last long because then overnight the moon is forming a conjunction with Saturn, which goes exact at 5.50 a.m. on Sunday the 14th. Um, so even the, when the moon goes into Pisces, she's immediately going to make that aspect to Mercury. And it might be the type of thing where you've just been vegging all day. And then all of a sudden you're like, I have an idea. I want to go do something or like, I want to watch something or I'm going to like write the great American novel right now. That's, that's what happens to me sometimes late on Saturdays. But, um, <laughs> the moon is then just immediately going to start forming this aspect to Saturn and things are going to slow down and you're going to be like, mm, I, I'll go back to sleep. Um, then 8.07 AM Eastern on Sunday, the moon forms a sextile to Jupiter and at 10.40 a.m. on Sunday, the moon forms a sextile to Mars. And then at 1.13 p.m., we have the moon entering her crescent moon phase. Um, so the moon connecting with Jupiter and Mars in the morning on Sunday. This is energizing, productive. It's grounding after the kind of like whirlwind of a lot of this week. I think there's a real grounding energy, especially feeling grounded in one's emotions with the moon in Pisces, grounded in compassion, grounded in service. Um, and that crescent moon that comes at the afternoon on the 14th, this is a really great time, I think, to really uh, start something, to launch something, to put a little creative baby out into the world, you know? The week in general is the birthing process of an adult child, of an elderly sage, <laughs> but the 14th is when really I feel like uh, the new hope, the new optimism, the future planning really starts taking the wheel. Um, so yeah, it's a big week. It's a little overwhelming at times, but there's a lot of inspiration. There's a lot of reflection. Um, in general, like January is kind of a quote unquote chill month comparatively. Um, or at least it's not, there's not as much chaos as we've gotten used to in this, the roaring twenties decade that we're all living in. Um, but this week there's definitely a lot of, a uh, big picture things kind of blooming and bursting and making themselves known. Um, so take notes, uh, drink lots of water, be gentle with yourself, um, to go over the exact transits again. So Monday, January 8th, we have Mercury square Neptune on Tuesday, January 9th, we have the sun trine Uranus and Mars sextile Saturn. On Wednesday the 10th, we have the Sun square the nodes on the south bending. 
on Thursday the 11th, we have the new moon in Capricorn, and we have Venus trine Chiron. And on Friday the 12th, we have Mars trine Jupiter. On Saturday the 13th, we have Mercury entering Capricorn. And on Sunday the 14th, we have our beautiful little crescent moon. All right, good luck this week. Let me know how it goes, and we'll be back next week when we're going to be talking about Pluto and Aquarius. Okay, see you then. Talk to you then. Okay. Okay.